Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rich Hudson. Hello. And Jules Gill. Uh, hello. There's one more twist I need to do. Good Lord, go on. I just realised there's a Christmas hat here. Good. We should, we'll leave this in the recording. Yeah. Good. Ah, there we go. Okay. Now it's the festive spirit, my How friends. How satisfying does it feel to put a hat on when you're already bald? You've got to worry about your hair. You can just slot it on. It's going to happen to you at one point. I know, it's not a knock. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Because you can just put any hat on. I know, it's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. yeah, that's I'm what I was going for. Anyway, uh, 2019 is coming to an end, and when Jules isn't being offended by his lack of hair, he's thinking about not the f- most not surprising titles of the year. I just, wasn't, just didn't see it coming, mate. I was just <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Get to hang out with friends. Oh, no, just nah. getting ribbed. Getting ribbed. Yes, enemies. Um, so we thought we'd uh, look at the most surprising games of the year because we've already done our best stuff. We've got the worst stuff. We've got the best of the decade. There's a ton of stuff going on. So we've sort of nominated three games that uh, surprised us across the year, and we're just going to run them down. So, Jules, uh, you can open with Blasphemous, which I don't think me and Rich played. I've not played. It's either. kind of you... like uh, like a little present exchange, this, isn't it? It's like giving the gifts of games that you should play for the next year, mm. which is quite nice. I mean, Blasphemous comes from the masterminds that are the British developers Team Seventeen, and oh. they are just wonderful people. We <laughs> hung around their booth for an extended amount of time this year at EGX to mm. check out uh, their Overcooked Two DLC and also moving out their new game that's coming out. But I was there to talk to them about Blasphemous Mm. because what a game. I like me some Dark Souls. I like me some Metroidvania games. I like me some really gritty combat and lots of blood (laughs) and viscera. So Uh Blasphemous was everything I wanted it to be. For those of you not in the know, it is kind of like a 2D side-scrolling Dark Souls them up. And I know that a lot of people will say like, oh, everyone says that everything's Dark Souls. Now, this is very much in the the realm of Dark Souls. Kind of like Salt and Sanctuary. Very much like that because you are playing... um, 
you're playing this uh, character who is looking to try and understand and free the world from its guilt and sin. It's based heavily in uh, Catholicism mm. and sort of the eternal guilt and suffering that is within us all, apparently. And it details... <laughs> um, I mean, I don't feel guilt or anything like no. that. Uh, but the thing is, is that uh, it's huge boss battles, incredibly tight uh, controls and platforming, devilishly devious traps and uh, a combat system that is weighty but allows you the flexibility to upgrade all of your moves uh -huh. so it kind of your character doesn't level up as it does in say games like Dark Souls by hitting harder mm. it just means that they'll be able to do more as in like do a dash jump or be able oh, okay. to like do like a sprint or something like that uh -huh. so it's, it's in terms of like up upgrades and stuff like yeah because you said like does it like change over time in terms of like fundamentally yes that was one thing that I thought yes. got in the way of something like Salt and Sanctuary this is where the Metroidvania aspect comes mm. in because of the fact that you will find areas that are locked off or uh, items that are out of your reach uh, that will upgrade your character in different ways or give you more currency mm. to spend um, that you need to go and grind to get these new skills or unlock them to then come back to later on. Mm. It's, and the world itself is brilliant because it does one thing so well that I feel that so many games get wrong and that is checkpointing. Mm. Like how many times have you played a game where it's either held your hand too much and it's been like after every step it's like autosave, checkpoint, checkpoint because it's afraid of losing your interest mm -hmm. or you go like months and months you've written letters to the front and have them come back and you've died in the meantime sort of thing uh -huh. There's, it's very hard to do them right but Blasphemous does a very good job by having you go into new areas and you will hit a sort of central hub area mm. that's where the bonfire-esque thing will be or the shrine You'll then go off on these little rooms and alleyways and tangents, but they will all lead back to that room. So that means that once you've completed that little mm. like um, branch of the level, you'll come back to the main thing. So therefore, you won't feel like you're losing progress by dying because no. you're actually just going out in like offshoots and then coming back round or yeah, finding yeah, yeah. new. Uh, secrets to unlock shortcuts to make it even easier. I always cherish a good checkpoint system. It's one of my yeah. pet peeves in gaming is like, kicking you back to before a cutscene or something. I mean, that's why mm, I was yes. so bad at Dark Souls Remastered. Yeah. Like, it took me so long to realize there's a bonfire if you go off to the left and then dead. Oh, <laughs> Literally, I was, so go I was going thing. from the, the the first bonfire you get after you get dropped off by the big bird. Yeah. I was going all the way through trying to get the Taurus Demon from there because oh, I had no <laughs> idea. Thinking like, well, I've heard it's, it's hard, but so, like, it's I played lot. it with Rage and she was like, oh yeah, just go in there. I was like, there's a bonfire there. Oh God. It's not good. Rich, one of your first picks was Terrace 99. Yes. Again, none of us saw coming, but no. it's brilliant. Like, I played so much PUBG when... Uh, it first got released into Early Access on Steam. Mm -hmm. Friends and I picked it up and we played it like solidly for about a year and a half um, towards two years, like after 1.0 release. And we absolutely loved it. We got to go to PGI last year in Berlin, which was mm. just amazing. And But the only thing is I was burning out in Battle Royale big time. Mm. Like I played a bit of Fortnite when that first came out and I didn't like it. I still stand by that I'm not really a fan of Fortnite mm -hmm. uh, as a Battle Royale game in terms of the way they mechanically added in all the building and stuff. I don't like that idea of building your own cover. I'd rather mm. use the world, the environment that they've given, that the developers have given you. Mm -hmm. um, I played a bit of Apex Legends. It's very good. But again, I was still kind of burned out in Battle Royale. And then Nintendo turned around and said, hey, do you want, do you want Tetris? <laughs> yeah. But with 99 players it in Battle Royale. Work. And it, it it's, it's weird because like, people don't understand that there's actually a whole battle mode in Tetris. There has been since the original Game Boy version and people right. don't know that it's a thing. And I stand by that it's genuinely a fantastic couch co-op time is playing Tetris battle games. Mm -hmm. um, and when they said, hey, we're just going to take the mechanics of this, which I already knew, and put it in Battle Royale. And it's like, how... Does this? Why does this work yeah. so well? And after playing so many different battle royale games, it is genuinely the best one. I just so, I love like I, like I love that you can see like your field in the middle, every ninety eight other people playing alongside. Wait, so you can see thing. all of yes, them? Yes, everything is live. How how does that not like 
it's become not overwhelmed. It's not that distracting. Else. You can't actually see very clearly mm. what other people are doing. You can basically right. see a rough idea. You can see the garbage lines they have. Uh, you can see how high up in the uh, the grid they are. But that's about it. You can see lines being de- uh, sent between players. So you can actually affect other players yes. as well that's by the, sending the, them that's bad. That's the point. So when you, ah. when you clear, um, it's either double lines or more, or you can send combos of single lines. You will send out uh, what are known as garbage lines to other players. Uh, these are lines that can be um, removed as well. They are always spawned with a single block missing, so you can clear them, which right. can also ad- add to your uh, um, garbage output, and that's how you manage to clog people up and that they lose. And that's ah. how Battle Royale works in Tetris. It's literally just... Because, I mean, back in the, the Tetris Friends days, may it rest in peace, it's been closed down, um, they had a six-player battle mode, which was kind of like the grounding of this bigger multiplayer offering, and mm-hmm. then suddenly they went, hey, let's do it as Battle Royale. And it, it to quote... The, the king, the kind of king, Todd Howard, it just works. <laughs> That's mad, It though. just works. It's, it's genuinely brilliant. How, like, lo- how long do the matches go on for? Usually they're about, I want to say they're about, like... Eight, nine, ten minutes. Oh, that's maybe. cool. So they're quick but, turnaround. But, but, the, like, but, the really but the difference with um, comparing it to any other battle royale game because it always involves shooting. Um, you are always on your toes. You are literally playing fast-paced Tetris mm. the whole time. You, it gives you like four potential uh, things to do on the D-pad. It's like either you can attack someone who's about to die anyway, their, their screen's about to fill, then you get like... Uh, you can, you can attack uh, people who are about to fill their grid, which is obviously easy to get early. Like that, That's what I would always do to begin with, mm-hmm. to try and get badges in. Badges will output your garbage lines greater, so you can get up to four badges. And if you have four badges, you can get a Tetris and you'll send out 12 lines mm-hmm. rather That's than mad. just four. You can, uh, so you can target yeah, people who are nearly filled with the grid, people who've got loads of badges, people who are attacking you or randoms. Uh, and, you can, and you can actually really you can good. specify a target as well. You can move the little reticle over a particular so, so, grid, so, so. <laughs> which doesn't really work in practice because you need to be focused on your mm-hmm. grid. But so if there's somebody you know who's playing and your friends listen, you just want to absolutely bash them. You just go like work, bang, bang, bang. To bang. work out who that person is somehow is probably next to impossible to do that. But okay, it is a potential thing you can do. Yeah, like, it's genuinely like for people like it is a weird concept. Like mm. I remember watching the direct at home that night and literally it was like it's out tonight <laughs> and I was there on my sat in bed that refreshing you, the store yeah, waiting for it to come up. You were definitely mm-hmm. making that hand motion, mate. I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> I think and, uh, yeah, it's it's worth mentioning that it is free if you already have the Nintendo Switch online. You need an online subscription. It, That's cool. It's, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's it's kind of a shame it's been published by Nintendo. I wanted mm. it to be published by the Tetris company so it can be released on other platforms as well cuz yeah. It'd be so good. Good, but it's just just a massive surprise. Like February, I think, and they just went, "Yeah, here you go, have this." Have and a fully like, formed thing. It's like, how? Yeah, and if you've not, if you've not played it, well. it's weird. If you've played it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's weird, isn't it? Because there's like, um, there's a few games that have recently done like sort of air quotes shadow drop sort of things, mm-hmm. but they yeah. have not worked well. This seems to Apex like, and of, Battle Royale, uh, Apex and Tetris 99. I think are the two biggest like surprise games that literally yeah. like day one. Oh, here's a game. The one that always sticks in my mind is the one that was like an not an abject failure, but it was a failure. Was the quiet man oh god yeah, yeah, yeah it had a very quiet out, launch yeah. and then yeah. it had a quiet disappearance <laughs> <laughs> it very much was the quiet yeah one. Uh, my pick is uh, Catherine Fullbody uh, for my first one nice um, which is re-released of the 2011 game but they added like a whole character and storyline to it and kind of bulked everything out um, but that whole game I it's by Atlas like the persona people um, the thing that I love is just it's about that like mid-20s period of our like, like collective lives where you sort of leave the education bubble and you don't really know like how much you're supposed to settle down and how much you want to give up like the single life and whether you should be committed to a certain partner and then oh my god 
God, someone else is pregnant and where does that leave me? Yeah. And whatever else. And they just died. I mean, like, I didn't have that last one, but that that's okay. No, I mean, but, um, <laughs> but, but still, um, they go like headlong into that stuff and just give you like so many different choices that you can make along the alongside this like puzzle aspect of the game. Yeah. Because um, the main sort of main chunk of gameplay alongside all the different conversations and the dialogue choices um, is this like block sliding sort of mini game thing. Right. Go on. Just to, inter- to interrupt, Atlas seems to be run by a, a, a corporate board of very, very <laughs> sensible people, and then they've got one person who is on that board who is just, <laughs> for lack of a better word, mad it's as just a hatter. slapping a fish because against the wall. It's just, jewels of the company. It's, it's <laughs> basically, they go around and just kind of like, okay, so describe this game for us. Describe Persona. Right, right, I want to have high school drama. Fine. I want to have like love <laughs> and like blossoming romances. Fine. Gets to the end of it, mm. and it's just kind of like, and also you fight crime by ripping off face masks and having this giant thing. <laughs> And in the case of Catherine, it's just kind of like, and you're a block puzzler as well. I'm, I'm sorry, what? And all the men are weird little goats, and it's because they're all... The thing is that the thing yeah. that it nails is that sort of, like, slobbering archetypal, um, archetypal approach to, like, male sexual fantasy mm. stuff. When you're growing up and you're completely just, like, owned by your own teenage thoughts and just be like, oh, women! Well, like, this <laughs> that, the game, the, it's phenomenal. The best thing about it is the fact that uh, Vincent is not a good person. Like well, because be. Because even if you try to, mm. he... He still fumbles through well, a lot he's, of like. He's a buffoon, yeah. yeah like, he's like, an idiot. Like, and I feel like that's. Um a good example of a fairly well-written character because you, it, just because he's not likable doesn't mean he's not well-written. I still think he's likable. Yeah, you, that, you, do, you do grow to like him depending on your choices because you make his experiences your own. Yeah. But like, if you boil down what he does to people, how he treats people mm-hmm. and where he's going, it's the Scott Pilgrim syndrome um, where basically... A, starts off as a douchebag, but you can redeem them I, if I would, you are a better behaved person. Yeah, I would challenge the douchebag thing in terms of I th- I'd find him likable, but I think that the way that they play him is to be a moron. They put him in a, in a situation that is terrible. Being likable and being a douchebag are two separate <laughs> things, because yeah. like Scott Pilgrim is a good example again because of the fact that he is a douchebag, but you are you root for him mm. in a way because of the fact that he's a likable, funny mm. person. Same like thing the, with that. Um, yeah, with this, like you have the whole thing where um, Vincent is dating uh, Catherine with a K, mm. um, and then he, uh, he, like, she leaves him. She like reveals that she's pregnant, and then she leaves the diner one night and then the next thing he wakes up and wrecks to this girl called Catherine with a C and, she, and he's just like what the hell and he can't remember anything that he's mm. done and you just play from there and like the, like I said the main gameplay is this puzzle based thing which is representative of him getting his thoughts in order is what it's supposed to be um, but you also make a ton of dialogue choices alongside that um, in regards to his approach to uh, relationships and commitment and where he's at and what he wants to do and there's like 12 different endings based on where you go plus um, the bosses they all represent oh, his God. like deep seated fears yeah like you they're... fight like a big demon baby because he's like oh my god this thing's coming for me and it's going to take away my like individuality my independence doesn't it have a chainsaw in, a mount, in its uh, mouth the like second that. time you fight it I think yeah. it is, uh, oh, it's just mad um, but that game is just it's so recommendable it's so well thought out it's just it's it, like I said it dives headlong into that just hormonal nightmare mm. that is your sort of early 20s and like uh, late 20s um, for sheer fun and bans I have printed okay. out printed out lols I've, requ- <laughs> I've typed out some of the questions that the okay. game asks you because um, every night when Vincent goes to sleep that's when you do the get your thoughts in order stuff. yes um, and then he ends up uh, at the end of like this sort of area where he gets asked one question question it's always a um it's always a 50 50 split um and you, the, your answers to this stuff uh, then get compared with every other player around the world so you get to see <laughs> how, how what the world thinks of commitment and marriage oh. and babies and everything else when which you, is brilliant whenever you do those things in games uh, and it comes up where you are in the mass minority i always just think like oh god what have i done <laughs> i've made a huge error somewhere That's the thing, the though, like finding out like yeah like sort of what the world thinks of like certain um topics that this thing goes into i think is a great window into like because that's the, the the collective space that he goes to at nighttime is this space 
where all these other like useless men turn up and they're all mm. just viewed as like sheep and they're all trying to find they're all trying to like find out where they sit kind of yeah. thing. Um, so I'm gonna ask you guys some of these questions and you okay. have to pick one or the other. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I think I've got seven of them. Um so your lover is cheating on you. Do you break up with them or make them end it? Can you pick one or the other? I've got, you've got to break up with them. Break okay. up with them, yeah. Yeah, if you, if, yeah, if you find mm-hmm. out, definitely. Yeah, so that, I think that's what I went with at the time as well. So I thought that was like a trick question then. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was so prepared for it to be weird. I was like, uh... No. They're only one or the other. And, um, okay. Yeah, because okay. it usually it, uh, it frames it as like a blue choice or a red choice, but they, I guess like, the red one tends to be more evil in the end. I remember mm. when I was playing through it, talking to uh, Benroy, he was just like the, the biggest sort of like Jack the Lad sleeping around, like going for whatever, <laughs> trying to date both Catherines and then the other new characters. Why does that, that not surprise in. me? Whereas I was like trying to settle down and be like, let's make this work. I think you're totally pregnant. I'm going to make this work. Like, you know, Mr. Marriage over here. Yeah. And, then, and then we ended up getting the same ending. And I was like, well, how did this happen? But um, not to worry. Um, next one. Is it easier to love or be loved? To love or to be loved? <sighs> Speaking from personal experience, it's mm. very easy to love, I would say. To yes, be lo- to be that. love is hard because you have to accept yourself and accept the, uh, what other people see in you is worthwhile. Uh, and that takes a lot of effort. I think it's easier to outwardly love than to be loved. Because I tend to give more than I take. And then it life. ends up being very easy to be hurt as well. I know. Welcome to the, the What Culture Sorrow cast. <laughs> Rich is to, to love, yeah. yeah. To love. I, can't, I, I can't put any kind of like eloquence on that. Like, yes, <laughs> I just love people. It's fine. That's fine. Um, does life begin or end at marriage? It begins oh, or it ends. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't answer for the world I, to answer, I answer is so good. either of those. That is the most bollocks <laughs> The thing question. is, as someone who is married, it's neither of them. Because why exactly. are you waiting to get married for your life to begin? Nor does it end because it's just a continuation. Uh, your, I, I would say that if you're going to be technical about it, you could say that your life life technically does end when you're married yeah. because your life together begins yeah which is which if you're doing it right is an extension I think, I think extension it's of your life anyway yeah i think because of like the, the looking at like tropes of marriage on like screen you look mm. at you hear that question i heard the idea of like oh you know you're married now you're tied down forever your life's over yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like a like you know, it's, it's because, <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, no. i mean I, I have no idea what my answer to that question well i think, think in the, in i would have said neither if like, I yeah, had the yeah neither. neither that's the thing like we all we all say neither you have to pick one if you're in the game i think i went with it begins in the game um, because the way that they frame Vincent is very much like oh my god commitment and I yes. didn't want him to be that guy yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so whatever um, what is more like paradise a beautiful countryside or somewhere I can get a drink countryside yeah, that's de- good. Definitely countryside. Countryside's good. I mean, like, imagine. Right, okay. So set the scene. Staring <laughs> at a drink in the countryside. Staring at a brick wall with a nice craft ale is fine, <laughs> I guess. But I would rather be standing on top of like a mountain, looking down yeah. at an amazing but valley. How much and just is be, that like it's so um, it's so endemic of that change you have when you go through your twenties, where you like you have the whole like party club thing. But then it's again, great, but and then that's, you would settle down after that. But I know, for example, if I was because I'm 32, so if I was 10 years younger, I probably would have just been like, yeah, mate. Drinks, well, drinks the I'm lads, saying. isn't it? Because it'll be like if you're there with a mate, you're having a great that, time. That difference between where you are at the, your, the start of your twenties and the start of your thirties or your late twenties is totally what this game's about. Now like, I'm d- nowadays, this game's I'm just, just about me. <laughs> yeah, it's about all of us. Like, not, yeah, it's easy. great. Um, are all men stupid? That's right, or not all men? Uh, all men have. Uh, all men are stupid. I, would I, say. I think I went with not all men. Yeah, I just said not all men. Yeah. No, I think that all men, Jules. all men are because all people are inherently stupid. Because <laughs> without that, you have no understanding of a concept of comedy, and you have to have tragedy and silliness to be comedic. I'm sorry if I give a well balanced. Is it answer. okay to lie if you'll never be caught? No problem Jesus. there. Or I still can't lie. I went with I still can't lie because I I made a, a what promise. Was the first yet. one again. No problem there. I'll just lie, whatever. It doesn't matter. No, because, because they're too extreme, isn't it? Everyone has white lies in their life. No. 
You right. I'd be honest as much as possible. Okay, I'd say that in uh empirically, no, obviously you shouldn't lie. Yes. But we all have lied at some point in our lives. There is no middle ground, there is only the binary. If it's if it specifies like you and never be found out for it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're okay to lie, if you'll never be caught. The lie is the truth if it's never found out. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's been a genius. That's, that's that 1984 mentality. <laughs> double truths coming in here. Uh, Rich, are you going with it's okay to lie and never be found out? I guess. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that you're saying it with such a pained expression. It's cause it, it's cause, yeah, you, said, you have to live with the lie. It's because it's like yeah. you, you don't. There is no middle ground to that. And yeah. In the reality of life, there is always that middle ground. I don't like. Offered. Hence why it's like marriage is like neither. Like yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of still saying neither to that as well. And the last one is more of a banter one. Could you ever be paid enough to go nude in public? Never. Or how much are we talking about? Never. How much are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, no. seriously, if somebody's willing to pay. Like, this is the same mentality that uh, Carl Pilkington approached it with on Idiot Abroad, uh, which is a very funny TV yeah. show, when he said, would you rather be a, uh, a pauper looking at a castle or the king looking at a slum? And he said that he'd rather be a poor person looking at a castle because he gets to look at it. And it's nice. The king has to look at his crappy home. So the, so the view from his place is actually bad. Or just look towards the mountains and enjoy the castle. But still, I'm just saying that in that case, I'm not the one that's got to look at the body. It's everyone else. So <laughs> I'm actually all right. I have to look at this every single day. So I, can't, well. I, I can't change it. So Assumedly like, a few million for yeah, how much you'd have to agree to. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, a I, few I, million, not a few hundred. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Eat more. <laughs> it's 50 quid. Yeah. Just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 50 quid. I think... Um, yeah, I think you've only got to do it. Like, the amount that uh, the entertainment rolls through any given topic within yeah. a two-week window means that it will be completely forgotten about in immediately. But I still wouldn't want to run through a place naked. So I'm Fair, enough. No. Fair enough. No. Anyway, so that was all some Catherine stuff. Um, Jules, your second pick was Control, which is a hell of a game. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Right, now, Control We can is... rocket through the rest of these. We have uh, 20 minutes remaining. On, honestly, though, the... Um... The way that this game just dropped on my lap, mm. literally by Ben Roy saying, "Do you want to borrow? Do you want to, do you want to borrow this?" It basically um, was like it's a brilliant third-person psychokinetic, weird. It's like psyops. It, yeah, doesn't make any sense in terms of the story, but does make sense <laughs> as well. And I was like, okay, this is like selling it to me. This is mm. really good. Went home and played it, and I was just absolutely blown away by how well made this game is. Mm. I know that there are a lot of people out there that are like, oh, it's rough around the edges in some places. It's a double A game made by a fairly independent publishing house. Yeah. So for what they have made 
for it to stand alongside AAA games with such confidence and w- with your first game in a series as well. I was just like, yeah, this is brilliant. Well, it, I mean, they, yeah, Max Payne, Alan Wake, Quantum Break, this. Yeah. But like still, like Remedy, like they take their time and they always infuse like so much love, passion and research into mm. everything that they do. And like, I love the idea that this is essentially Men in Black, the game. Yeah. Like you turn up to this place and it's, you have it no doesn't exist. No yeah. one knows about it. Yeah, something. yeah. And all the records inside there are like, oh, this like supernatural thing happened like years ago. And then you, you slowly unravel what that building is for and what they do. And the fact that James McCaffrey, Max Payne himself is the voice of the director yeah. like on the other end of the, the phone that you talk to throughout the game um, Control plays phenomenally well the sales have been terrible for it so I'm hoping that like by mentioning it I mean it's, yeah. it's mentioned in the Game Awards lineup as well uh, and it's uh, well the rumours are back and forth as to whether it's coming to Game Pass but it, people should check this out it's interesting that a lot of people seem to find that the gameplay is the thing that they love and mm. champion about this game but the narrative has been the thing that's been the most divisive and I can understand why it's because it's not told in a formulaic way it doesn't mean that you're stupid if you don't get it by the way and no. it doesn't mean that you're incredibly clever if you do it's just like, it's just it is delivered in a way that isn't appealing yes it's quite yeah it's quite messy I, for me it doesn't have an ending it just stops yes and, and i think that's because they're holding it back for the dlc there's like three dlc packs coming but the thing is, is if you boil down everything mm. to what it is it is a simple concept it's just delivered in a way that is a, potentially a bit pretentious mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it or say that you don't like it because of those factors no, no, like, I mean, like even if you just went through raw gameplay the uh, the telekinetic powers the physics oh, they're powers, so fun ripping chunks of concrete out the floor to yeah. smack into a dude's face and the way that they've the, the way that they've done the physics engine as well when you're literally just like honking bits of like concrete having it oh. like like it's properly ripped out of the scenery I'm like that's really impressive yeah, they've like, done a great job with it's that it's gorgeous uh, Rich your second thing was Remnant from the Ashes yes obviously yes. I've already uh sort of put across my relationship with the Souls series. It's something mm-hmm. I'm getting my head around a bit more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Souls 1 or Dark Souls Remastered more specifically, like I'm, I'm starting to get my head around a bit more. Mm-hmm. But the Souls-like stuff is something that's more taking my fancy, especially this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Remnant was one of those things. It li- literally landed in my lap. Um, <laughs> a game that people have been talking about. And it's basically, you know, the way you boil it down is it's Dark Souls with guns. I've already talked about it a couple of times on pods before. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It, you know, because I love me, I love me some shooters, and I love, I, I really respect the Souls formula and what it is and yeah. the challenge it brings. Um, and this is the perfect blend of the two, and it's something that I just found myself completely lost in for mm-hmm. a solid week. Um, and it, you know, it literally is the, the same sort of checkpointing system as Dark Souls, except it has a a, a more randomized layout for the uh, the worlds you're in because they're all like built from chunks and they randomly generate every time you. So the whole thing's procedural generated, is it? Kind of, yeah. They're, That's more, cool. they're more like, like within chunks. It's more like a, a snap map style. Mm. Thing it's a Dark Souls like board game, actually. Ch- yeah, mm. something similar to mm. that. Like just chunks of it being laid out and. Uh, you know, it's got the narrative's pretty. It's pretty rubbish, to be honest. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a really interesting like concept, and the world is fantastic. The actual narrative is a bit rubbish. And, right. Like when you finish it, and it's like, oh, cool. That's sure. That's that. Um, <laughs> but the gameplay is absolutely phenomenal, and uh-huh. they've added loads of stuff in to keep going back to it. So yeah. more of the just the gameplay is the main focus, and they've just said, yeah, here you go. Let's just like you can reroll particular worlds and just go for a jaunt and kill stuff. I think and, have you played more of this than some of the Souls or Security yes. stuff? Like, what was it about this that made you like focus on this more than? I think it's. I don't necessarily think it's down to purely the gunplay, though the gunplay is is spectacular. Mm. I just something about it really clicked mm. with mm-hmm. me. Like when I did go back to play Dark Souls Remastered again, and I did put more time into it, I was like, "Cool, this is good." But this was a game that literally just completely drained me. Mm. Like I was sinking like eight, nine hour stints into the game over a weekend just with a friend because right. you can play up to three players in co-op, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. would just sit and play. We basically played through the whole game together nice. in an evening, and it was just. 
amazing. And I keep needing to go back to it because there's obviously, like I said, they've added stuff and you can just re-roll because there's like five or six different worlds to be in. You mm-hmm. can either be in the actual world, like it's like an island that's been torn down by the root. And mm-hmm. then there's like different like worlds to go to with different enemies mm-hmm. and so on, different bosses. And uh, yeah, you can just re-roll it and play through it again. And it's just... I don't know. It's it's literally Dark Souls with guns, mm. and I keep extremely focused. I like, keep saying to it. people, it's so worth playing. It's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, on both, I think it's on only on Xbox. It's on Game Pass. It's not on Game Pass on PC, but mm. you can get it on Steam. What's really strange uh, is the fact that they've like that whole concept of Dark Souls with guns seems like it would be like the first thing that somebody would come up with as like a yeah. clone for it yeah. to try and it's expand the narrative. Long and to it's, do it <laughs> because I know that there was was it Let It Die was a kind Let of like die, we're still we're still melee focused. We're still melee focused, yeah. but it had some sort of like so, bit more range. I mean, stuff it has firearms. Code Vein has, has a little bit of more ra- it range. Does, it has well. more range. It has a mix of range because Code Vein is another thing I've been playing this year that mm-hmm. I've uh, I have enjoyed. I've not put as much time into it yet. I am going to go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, uh, Remnants uh, Fantastics made by the people who did. Darksiders. I think it's Gunfire Games who like is I it, it adore. Is, is it his Darksiders? Yeah, they did their remaster. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they 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 went through the vigil, then they became Gunfire and whatever. Yeah. But they're okay. a really solid studio, um, um, and they've produced this, and it is it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like you, you still get your whole loot grind. You get to level up your weapons and mm. so on and so forth. There is a bit of melee involved as well. You just have your main like two hand rifle a single pistol and then your um, melee uh-huh. and it's just going in like that but you've still got all the big flamboyant boss fights you would expect from a soul <laughs> series except like you're literally fighting Shrek at one point what? Uh, what? It's, it's quite literally like when, when you arrive at this area it's like oh my god it's literally Shrek's house <laughs> is it just like, you know, get out of my swamp and it's a troll with massive tits like with a big hammer <laughs> swinging around like it's okay. a bloody shot putter and it's like this is this is ridiculous and I absolutely love it I've got it downloaded for game you need to try yeah. it it's, yeah. it's something it's honest because like, some people it won't click with because again it is a soul it is a Souls-like, but mm. it's a new kind of Souls-like, and it's something I just clicked with so well. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, awesome. just absolutely fantastic. Speaking of absolutely cool. fantastic, Call of Duty Mobile is my second one, which I didn't think would be that strange. Would even work, but I, I mean, think it's phenomenal. It is. I just could consider the fact is. that they could. Oh Jesus! Oh, he's dying. Oh, here we betray go. me for recommending Call of Duty, but um, yeah, COD Mobile—they could have messed it up so much. Mm-hmm. It could have been the most microtransaction-riddled mess that barely give you anything and asked you to, you know, pay like a monthly fee, Mario Kart Tour style, to even unlock like the sort of stuff that you would want to play with. But it's not that. It's the most. It's just so robust. It kind of plays like a greatest hits of Call of Duty, just compounded into one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the zombies mode is obviously naff. Like zombies mode's bad. Yeah, yeah. but the um, they included the battle royale in here, the blackout mode. If you want to play that but for me it's just like TDM and domination as always mm-hmm. um, it plays butter smooth like 60 FPS it just it, it actually has a control scheme that I think works extremely well um, and it does that standard 10 cent thing that they did with uh, the mobile version of PUBG where they put you in with a bunch of AI players at the very beginning so you can learn the ropes and get used to stuff and then they'll just and they see. slowly filter out ah, so you're playing with cool. more players over time and eventually you can totally tell when you're against AI at the beginning because you get your ass um, handed to you yes <laughs> well sometimes they either they'll like laser shot you from across the map or sometimes they just stand there like waiting for you to take a shot and it's like okay, either that's a bad player or that's an AI, but it lets you get used to the ropes. And, you know, you can do everything in this that you can do in a standard card. That's cool. Um, you know, in terms of, like, knee slides and, the, like, the general sort of weapon layouts and the upgrade systems and just, it's Call of Duty Mobile. It's the mm, thing mm. that you wouldn't think they would get right, but because it was handled mostly by Tencent um, and, like, you know, like a, a different studio as opposed to Activision digging their claws in and monetizing everything, um, I think it's a robust free Call of Duty on phones, which I just didn't see coming at all, and I've pretty much played it nearly every day. Like, I just love a good well, few matches. Play. I mean, you, great, I mean, 
mean, that's the biggest testament of it all. It's like if you can say that you have played it every single day, mm -hmm. then it's clearly got to be doing something, right? It's just, yeah, and it's just like, I kind of, I, I dovetailed off it a bit when Modern Warfare came out, but it's just like, it is exactly what it says on the tin. And it's just, I know that that's a, a, a basic thing, mm. but to get Call of Duty working to this level, um, with the amount of different um, maps that they've put in it as well, from all the, like I said, the greatest hits of Call of Duty from the last decade or so, um, it's just, it's exactly what it needed to be. You know, it's, it's to be honest, perfect. we need games like this to absolutely mm. champion the concept of mobile gaming being a legitimate platform because unfortunately it is the bloody wild west at the oh moment God, still yeah. like you go there and the amount of just horrible mobile games that go out there <laughs> like it's unbelievable i mean like i think because i don't know whether tencent did fortnite mobile as well they Ooh, might have know. done but obviously they did pubg so. and like mm -hmm. pubg fortnite and cod have done exceptionally well on mobile mm -hmm. they're showing that mobile can be a platform to be taken seriously even like activision have genuinely looked at mobile before because i mean there was call of duty strike team which was oh, kind yeah. of like the uh those weird top down slash first person missions from black ops 2 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. being turned into a game they had the uh black ops zombies and world at war zombies back on mobile which i played to death mm -hmm. on my ipod touch back in the day <laughs> um but yeah cod mobile is fantastic i've not played it as much as you mm -hmm. um but as much as yeah there is always there is still all of that microtransaction stuff when you launch the game you get about mm -hmm. 15 collectible apps to, to say hey yeah. do you want some boxes mm -hmm. um, but my, when you when you get past all of that it still plays you don't feel like you're being left in the dark mm -hmm. if you're not Churning money into Thankfully, it. Thankfully, they do have that thing every time you boot it up. It's like literally four different pop ups. are like, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want yeah. that. No, I don't want yeah. that. But it's like tap, 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 and then you can just crack on. Fair enough. Otherwise, it's fantastic. Know? And it is a shame that the zombies mode is bad because mm. if they'd have literally just said, hey, you remember that World of War zombies game you played for hours and got to <laughs> round <laughs> 600 is. on Shino Numa? Mm -hmm. Here it is again. They've, they've butchered the zombies mode. It is yeah. kind of a shame. If it literally played like zombies, kind of like how the multiplayer is just multiplayer. Mm. Fair enough. If they'd have done that with the zombies, I would be all over that. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, it's not. That's kind of the one caveat for my recommendation is that I am not a zombies guy but I think I, and I as, a, guy, and as zombies, a zombies guy it's, it's bad mm -hmm. fair enough um, Jules your last one was Ape Out which is like this jazz infused playing as an ape hotline Miami top down and lovely this, thing this is the thing I absolutely adore hotline I Miami it's just such a good game and the sequel was like even better in terms of how like buttery smooth it was mm -hmm. so when I was told that this was basically like a, a game where you get to play as an ape destroying <laughs> everything and like de and decimating guards with barrels mm -hmm. I was like Okay, let's give this a go. Uh, and when I saw, when I first saw it, immediately the visuals, I was like, they're striking, yep. but they're not beautiful. It's not the Hotline mm. Miami thing in terms of this weirdly vibrant, over the top thing that was kind of like psychedelic yes. in your face. But when I started playing it and saw it in motion, I was like, oh, I get it now. Uh, it's because of the fact that it's like boiling everything down to its core concept of get from A to B in the most violent way possible. <laughs> and I honestly loved it. Played it absolutely tons on the flight from... Um, uh, Newcastle to uh, LA to New York when we did the uh, WrestleMania oh, trip yeah, yeah. I was just like constantly on it because I'm scared of flying so right. for me to do that I had to have something to play to get my mind <laughs> off it and going through that I was like oh my god this is actually distracting me so well mm -hmm. the thing that I adore about it is that the music is all jazz based but mm -hmm. it's composed based on what you're doing so like as you as you move the ape through you get like the sort of like dung, dung, dung in yeah. the background and then when you smash someone off a wall you get the big cymbal crash <laughs> and it's, just, it's so good like yeah. Yeah, it sort of remixes on the fly and like it goes alongside everything that you're doing like you said with this kind of like almost like psychedelic like visuals like all these mm -hmm. really stark colors and oranges and purples and everything um yeah man that game is like perfectly paced i feel as well the only criticism i can level at it is uh, in some areas it was a bit uh, unclear as to how you were meant to progress in it's, a few of them but 
maybe it was just too short as well. There was I, yeah. I want more. I want like more stuff. I think to it, it works as just this like injection of like yeah. sheer kind of like jazz adrenaline for like three hours. But, but for getting yeah. me through uh, that long, long flight, <laughs> a definitely, definitely a surprise hit mm-hmm. for me. Uh, Rich, your last one was Death Stranding, which we're yeah. running out of time, but we should talk about anyway. Very quickly, okay. yeah. Yes. It's not so much that it is a surprising game. It's more for me, and I think for a lot of people as well, were surprised it was as good as it was. Yes. Because as somebody who hasn't been a Kojima fan ever and not played anything of Kojima's work ever, I was going in completely <laughs> blind. And as you guys know, I was flip-flopping so much this yep. year as to whether mm. I cared, whether I don't, after the whole pissing thing at Gamescom. <laughs> I was like, I hate this. I literally hate Funny this. Funny enough, the mushrooms are, didn't get you why in. Why are people praising this but then, it, uh, but, then but then two, two days later you were like seeing him with the otter hat on doing the it wasn't the otter hat thing it was when they did the first uh, the uh, briefing trailer when the whole scene with Die Hardman in the uh, mm. in the white in the, 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 the white house yeah, yeah. Um, like when that kicked in I was like cool I'm back on board now yeah. and then when it came around to like thinking do I pre-order it do I get it oh and I did and I'm really ha- I'm still not finished it but I, I'm so happy I got it and it uh, has surprised me this year because I think it was my number three game of the year in my own personal, high, yeah. personal yeah, list mm-hmm. um, and I, I just loved it I mm-hmm. was just genuinely surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did and I'm really really happy that I now have a Kojima title under my belt yes <laughs> as it were like <laughs> Because the thing, obviously, one of the things that switches people off about Metal Gear is just how vast and how mm. silly things yes. can get. Death Stranding felt so, like, uh, boiled down. And even when, like, yeah, when you're watching the trailers and stuff, things don't make sense. When you mm. get into the world, everything just, every, it just works. Oh, man, he, It he, just he, works. And it, that was the thing, like, it was literally when I, I think it was, uh, like, the second main mission we have to deliver um, the, the body to mm-hmm. the crematorium. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just that point when I thought, Yep, I've this, got this, it. This just yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. Everything just—it's just everything makes sense, and I have loved my time with it. I am—I am annoyingly at the bit which you knew. It literally, I'd said to you like, <laughs> "I've reached this bit in Death Stranding," and you went, "It's this it's bit." The like, oh god! <laughs> so yeah, there's a point. I've reached the the. the I'm guessing this is like the only proper lull in. Yes, the it's game. a bit where I was like, "Oh come on!" This is—I think this is where I need to force myself back yes. into it, kind of like how I was with like The Last of Us when I reached a bit of a point, and I was like, "Oh, I can't be doing this you anymore." Can yeah. like I need to force myself it, through yeah. it to get past that point, but that's where I am now. But, and I will finish it, but just it's been an absolute joy to play. Mm-hmm. I think considering the amount of mechanics that they took that on the face of it would sound ridiculous, like the, the abundance of walking and the, and the like over-encumbrance and like mm-hmm. the, the idea that most of it is fetch quest-based and whatever, the way that they roll out like, just constantly so many surprising mechanics that for me was like was just an absolute joy to see unfold. Um, the fact that you, know, you get bikes and zip lines and all these different ways to traverse, like mm-hmm. it, it only constantly surprises you. And because the world is so ridiculous anyway, you just don't know where it's going. And mm-hmm. like just watching Death Stranding unfold was like one of my most fun game playing experiences of the whole year. Yeah. Uh, my number one thing is Trova Saves the Universe, which is uh, Justin Rollins game, which like I, I I get that Rick and Morty is like a divisive thing. But still, this is a massive surprise to hear you talking about ran this. ran into a McDonald's and demanded Szechuan sauce. I don't yes. care. Rick and Morty is a solid show. It's extremely funny. I absolutely love that show. And just watching him go nuts with a full uh, original uh, developer team, uh, Squanch Games, he just like made yeah. it from the ground up. Um, you play as Trova, who has the same voice as, as Morty. Um, and you did, it's a third person platformer. Uh, you can play it in VR, you can play it normally. Um, but it's just the fact that you can, his writing is all over it. It's Clearly, he just stood in a booth and improvised an entire thing and then they <laughs> coded around it. Um, and the fact when you first come up against an entire race that all speak like Rick and they're all just talking to each other and arguing <laughs> with each other. And when you kill one of them, he's like, you killed my brother, like what the hell, man? <laughs> and you can just, you can improvise so much in those little mini moments and it just, it feels like you're playing the um, the game version of one of the channel hopping episodes from the show where, where they're just like thinking of, just nothing held back. Yeah. Um, and it, 
I just think it's hilarious. I think that that show gets overlooked so much because some of the fandom is toxic as hell. Is it, um, is it VR the as well? Can be. You can play VR. That's cool. Because you play as a, a, new, a new race that lives bolted into their chairs. Yeah. Um, and you're just like floating around so you can be that person. Um, and just even the tutorial is hilarious. But I just, I love the agency that you're given in that game. And you kind of feel like a bystander to all these weird little comedic skits. Um, but you do have agency in them because you can run around and whatever. Um, and just like accidentally killing someone's best friend or whatever. Yeah. Or this guy tutorializing and saying like, hey, if you go, you know, clean out the rats in the basement and you go do that. And he's like, not those rats. Those, those are my like, I've been keeping them for 10 years. Like, what have you done? And like stuff like that. It's the, just great. The weird thing is with comedy games like this is mm. that it's so hard to get them right so yes. that they don't lose steam like a couple of hours in. Because if you were to tell me it's just Justin improving for Five to, five to ten hours I'd be like ooh that's <laughs> that's good but, but there's only so much performative nerd totally weirdness say, I can take yeah I will totally say the most surprising element is how snappy it feels like it's genuinely mm. a very well playing game like the, the little the, the little spurts of melee you do are like snappy and responsive the fact that you get like jet boots and different upgrades mm-hmm. and stuff um, yeah there's enough to, for me there's enough to on a pure gameplay side to make it a fun third person platformer and you layer on all this like really wacky avant-garde quirky as hell stupid like puerile yeah. humour that Justin Roland is known for if that's your jam then you'll love it. But I think it's an absolute blast. But if you take it all apart, like it shouldn't work. No. But, like, but I'm glad that it's worked <laughs> so well for you for that. I mean, the, the opening the opening premise is that uh, Trover's dogs get stolen and put into another alien's eyes. And then you have to go back and he's just like, the dog gets stolen my dogs and put them in the eyes. I don't know. I'm going to go and find out. I think so that was the that. thing for me that like switched me off from it when I saw mm. the first trailer because the first trailer is like him sat in the bath. Yes. Because it's oh, the God, exact yeah. same voice. I just thought, ah. It's I, I mean, I love Rick yeah. and Morty, but it's just like this. If, like, you know, you said like it is genuinely really good and it isn't. It yes. doesn't feel like it's just him trying to do more of the same mm. random rubbish that mm-hmm. might actually not land. Uh-huh. That was the thing that made me not look twice at Trover. The but, way, yeah, I so, think, um, it, like I said, the, his whole shtick is just like, is elongating a joke for like way too yes. long. Um, but I think they do it well enough. And for me, um, enough of the uh, the jokes that do run on have been tied to set pieces or little sort of set piece moments um, that I think work really well. Even just talking to the, t- like I said, the, the vendor guy that's trying yeah. to sell you upgrades and stuff. I think all of that stuff's done really well. So yeah, don't overlook that game if, if the Rick and Morty fandom has put you off a million other things. Fair enough. I think that it's worthwhile. Um, but yeah, so let us know what your favorites are down in the comments below. I can find us on social media if you're listening along on the audio platforms. Um, and yes, I thought I would do a new outro, which I've scripted. Oh, okay. I thought I'd try to remember okay. it. Okay. And I forgot. So Voice I'm say, over Scott coming. I know. I'm going to say thank you all very much for listening. Please give us a like on YouTube, leave a review, tell your friends, or just think happy thoughts for now, though. This has been the More Culture Gaming <laughs> Podcast. I've been Scott Taylor, joined by Rich Hudson. Thank you for having me. That was a lovely outro. I know. And Jules Gill. <laughs> thank you very much. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. In manufacturing, you need to automate intelligently to compete effectively, but not all automation solutions are created equally. AGVs and AMRs driven by Bluebotics Ant technology offer robust, accurate performance and native interoperability because your material handling can be smarter. Visit antdriven.com. That's antdriven.com to learn more.